Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach Al Gross with Derek Kennard. Welcome back to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. Man, what a week coming up this week with the NFL. We have the CBA is still is in effect with the collective bargaining agreement with the NFL. We got to get this thing done, but it doesn't look good to making the deadline on Thursday. You know, I was excited about uh, the possibilities of getting this done uh, uh, back in January, and then when it wore down towards the uh, uh, the end of the Super Bowl is starting to look look uh, slimmer and slimmer that uh, they were going to get this thing done. Coach Al Gross, how you doing over there, big fella? I'm doing well, and thanks, DK, for uh, for the, the great introduction. And uh, it is uh, definitely going to be interesting to see what's going to happen coming up here Thursday uh, after the Wednesday deadline passes. And we don't have a collective bargain agreement. We're going to have an interesting time ahead because there hasn't been a work stoppage since the last strike of 1987, which I was a part of. Yes, you know, uh, gee, did you say uh, 87, big fella? That's right. Uh, one of the <laughs> 87. Going back that far since we had a labor stoppage uh, because of collective bargaining agreements. And uh, it's 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 going to be something that the fans are going to going to have to deal with uh, here in the next couple of weeks if we get this lockout. Now, there's some possible twists and turns with this, with the possible decertification by the union. Um, I'm not understanding this, uh, and maybe our viewers don't, our listeners don't understand. Uh, well, viewers, you know, you you know, we both got a face for uh, for, for radio, so <laughs> I know these baby Browns could be on the big tube too, big fella. So I know I can shake my money maker on that. But let's get back to the topic at hand: the 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 possible decertification of the uh, of the union. Uh, the, can you tell me uh, what is the uh, what plays a role with the with the uh, uh, union decertification and how? How does that take the power away from the owners of uh, of uh, locking us out? 
Well, Demari Smith has has gone, and he's hired the the right type of people to uh, help the league decertify. And when you decertify, if there is no union, uh, now you bring into play the courts to uh, make decisions to keep the owners from locking the players out from a legal standpoint, and which will also get Congress and some of the other um, uh, higher-up um, people to put pressure on the league on behalf of the fans to get the negotiation process going. Uh, the thing that uh, we have is that the owners are guaranteed to get the money from television, which is uh, in the billions of dollars, regardless if there is an agreement or not. They will also be entitled to lock out support staff, which are coaches. Uh, employees are going to have to take a cut and pay, furlough days and so forth. If there's a lockout, which just doesn't affect the players, it affects uh, the entire working community of, that are associated with the teams. And if you decertify, you're able to get some relief from the courts to say, hey, owners, you, you legally can't lock them out because there is no union to be locked out. I see. Uh, so you saying that the decertification is is basically basically dispersing, uh, legally dispersing the union so that the 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 NFL team owners cannot lock out players uh, from uh, participating with negotiating and and or uh, just uh, just totally locking out the players as well as the entire organization. Is that is that correct? Is your t- interpretation of it, sir? Right. If you if you decertify the union, and by the way, they had to do this uh, before they lock out. Otherwise, they would have had to, if they would have filed after, they would have had to wait six months before the decertification could go into effect. So when you when you don't have a union, in a in a in a sense, each player is on an individualized basis. And it it moves into different types of laws. It clears them from the antitrust laws that the league is operating under, where they're able to hold the drafts and different other things. That because of a union negotiating with the owners, they're able to do. It takes that away. Now you know I, I know there's a lot of sticky issues that are, are sticking points at the at the negotiating table, but I, I I don't understand why everybody's putting their their feelings on their shoulders going into these these conferences and negotiatings uh, negotiations uh, and these conference meetings that they're having at these huge expensive hotels that they're going into. Now can you can you explain to me, Coach? I'm, I know you're not the interviewee, but I'm just trying to get a handle on your thoughts and your, your your views on why in the heck did everybody got the, the, the feelings feelings on their sleeve as if uh, yeah you know their feelings are hurt easily uh, when uh, we're at the negotiating tables opposed to hey just get this thing done and uh, leave your leave your feelings out in the, in the trunk of your car, or out in the lobby, or out in the hallway. But when we uh, sit down at this table, we we we're not having feelings involved and emotions involved in this. We just want to get the deal done. Well, when you're looking at uh, billions of dollars uh, on the table, 
and you look at the owners, the negotiating team that they have are, are sort of like uh, they're hired hands, as so to speak. They get paid based on what type of deal they they get for the league. And on the other hand, you have former players, current players, who are directly affected. So when you make a comment, so to speak, like uh, you're saying, like last week we were talking about it, somebody who doesn't haven't had these injuries making a decision on you not getting your benefits, you get emotional about it because you're the person who's actually involved. So these players have issues uh, with the owners because, in my opinion, nobody goes to the game to watch the owner's box. True, true. They all come to see the product on the field, which are the players. Right. So when you start talking about you don't want to show us your books and you tell us you're losing money, that becomes an emotional issue. But thank God that uh, we had enough sense to get the federal mediator involved because, as you saw after the Super Bowl, we did have these feelings coming into effect where they just packed up and went home and hadn't talked to each other for a couple of weeks when they got this mediator involved. They were able to uh, agree to settle some of the smaller issues, but some of these big issues like how the money is being divided, how they're going to handle the rookie salary cap, wage scale, uh, what they're going to do as far as the pensions and retired players, where that, where that money is coming from, and other issues, uh, they're all still on the table, and that's why we're going to have a... Uh, we're going to pass this date of March 3rd and have to do something uh, to get the final deal signed, which is going to take much more time than a week from now. Coach, what is the what, what do you think is the uh, uh, what involvement do we have with the NFL retired retired players? Uh, what what's what's on the line for those retired players as far as negotiating with the uh, current players and, and the retired players? What's uh, what's in jeopardy and on the line for the former players? Uh, I mean, I know we got some issues with uh, health care. We got some issues with retirement funds and and, and pensions. Uh, we we have some uh, some death uh, uh, insurance products, some death insurance policies uh, situations to take care of, and uh, you know there's a lot of issues that we need to cover. With, uh, which is is going to take one more than just one evening out or just a few evenings between now and Thursday night to get it done. Well, there's subcommittees that are are, are set up to negotiate those. Uh, those different issues. Uh, the league is already committed to uh, helping improve those benefits from their standpoint. As, a, as I mentioned last week, Roger Goodell has taken over as a uh, new commissioner on, under a, a lot of public opinion and a lot of uh, uh, media attention as to how the former players have been treated in the most violent sport that there is with the worst benefits. So he's placed to just put a fix on that. He's uh, hired new doctors to evaluate. They spent a lot more money already on uh, medical research, helmets, and so forth. They also need to do that to uh, make these 18 games a viable option because they want to go overseas for a couple of few times a year and start 
the possibility of later growing the league over to, to Europe. So there's a lot at stake to making uh, the game safer and to take care of the players. So they've already committed to doing that. It's just a matter of how much and how uh, thorough they're going to be and how much money they're going to put into the new improvements. So they're going to do that. Well, Coach, I, I, I like the fact that they want to move to an 18-game schedule because back in the USFL days, we had an 18-game schedule, and we were just fine. We just had a, a larger roster, and we also know that uh, 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 we, we only had a couple of preseason games to, to deal with opposed to four preseason, preseason games to deal with. You know, from a, from a fan standpoint, man, the, the, the preseason games are, is a sham, it's uh, you only get to see the the, the uh, starting players for a series or two, and it's and then now they're looking at some draft picks and and or some free agent guys trying to make the team. I like the process of those guys making the teams, but I also like the uh, uh, I like the the opportunity to see a 18 game schedule opposed to a 16 game schedule, and, and and just looking at a sham of those four games is is pretty much a waste of time. And from a from a, a viewer standpoint and a fan standpoint. I I think it's a waste of a, of a fan's time, but uh, uh, from a player standpoint and a, and a coach's standpoint, you're going to get, uh, you know, you got different views as uh, you as you are as a coach, uh, Coach Al. Well, they're going to. I think they're going to move to the. I would predict, in my personal opinion, they're going to move to the 18 game schedule. It's just a matter of how they're going to work out the economics of it. And uh, uh, it, 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 it does make sense for rep, from a revenue standpoint to do it, and that's the reason why they're going to do it. Uh, it's just a matter of how do, it's a give and take. We give you the two extra games, right. Right. and what do we get in return for it is what's, what, what the reason why we're in the collective bargaining agreement now. They okay, that's something else they got to work out. Right, Coach Al Gross, we're gonna we're gonna uh, come back right after these messages, but we want you to stick to me. Don't you leave? Don't you leave? Wow. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and coach Al Gross. We have... A call-in number at 888-346-9144. Please give us a call and uh, give us your views on our topics. Right now, we're going into uh, finishing up talking about how in the heck are we going to get through uh, an 18-game schedule, big fella, because you don't like it, but I like it. You, well, you know, you, you're gonna you're just gonna have two more games, like you said. You're gonna have two more games. The record books are gonna be rewritten. Because uh, all the records that were in existence up to this point are going to start to go down because there's constantly more games. Of so, course, you uh, got you got a two thousand season. Yeah, it's going to be do easier. We, do we do we look at a thousand yard running back the same way we did when it was a fourteen game and sixteen game? Now a thousand yards means nothing. Now two thousand yards, a two thousand yard season means nothing. I now we're going to have probably. Uh, where the quarterbacks are throwing for 4,500 yards and 4,800 yards. Now they're going to be well over 5,000 yards. Uh, you know, the whole, uh, the whole record books will be rewritten based on these extra two games. Yes, uh, it is. Now, I- also, uh, you're just going to have to, you're going to have to have two to three quarterbacks because the way the game's playing now, putting pressure on the quarterback to blitz. You make an even more uh, pressing issue of having two to three qualified quarterbacks. Case in point is the Minnesota Vikings having two quarterbacks go down, and now you're coming down to a guy, and each team is going to be faced with a guy nobody's ever heard of being the quarterback. So we already have nine to ten teams who need a starting quarterback. So now fielding two to three quarterbacks because of possibility of injury brings a new role into how we're going to manage your team. Yeah, well, you know, I, I know uh, the league is geared to to the offense of protecting that quarterback because that quarterback is the big money maker, the booty shaker. But I know that uh, also from the offensive side of the ball, from my knowledge, hey, man, 
You know, you everybody can man up on a man and uh, uh, everybody do their job. Now, there's one guy that comes off that edge. That's the, that's the quarterback's hot read that uh, that uh, we got everybody blocked up. In my mind, we got everybody blocked up. Now, as uh, far as the, uh, the the fullback or running back picking up that that one blitzer coming up the middle, you got that pickup done. Now we got that kind of, that uh, that free safety or corner coming off the edge. That's the Hot read and somebody is naked and bare without a care running downfield. He is he as a quarterback has to know he got to get the ball out and he got to know where his hot read is. Aren't men? I mean, isn't that some simple uh, a simple logical read in, in your eyes? Because as a as a center, me making the call and uh, uh, in Super Bowl thirty and I got the the the, the, uh, the Steelers blitzing me and we get them we. Get Michael Irvin running naked and bare without a care down the field, big fella. And there we go. Big play, Mike. Playmaker. Make a play. Now, you got to know that hot read. Am I right? Well, yeah. You know, in theory, on the chalkboard, and you got Troy Aikman as your quarterback, that all sounds real good. But when you have that second <laughs> and third quarterback who's automatic, he's been thrown in there, he doesn't have five or six years to have developed to where he knows where it's coming, where he's seen the blitz enough times to know. And then you got an Arizona Cardinal uh, and several other teams this year. That is the problem. When the first thing that a defensive coordinator is going to do when he sees an inexperienced quarterback is he's going to start moving his defense in the front. He's going to overload. And that's what makes the Pittsburgh Steelers so important is they run a zone blitz where you don't necessarily know who's coming. You know somebody's coming, but you don't know exactly where they're coming from and who's going to drop and who's going to come out. And he knows he's got a hot read. The defensive side of the ball also knows by where they apply pressure where the hot read's coming. So you got a quarterback who is under the gun with a 285-pound man coming off the edge, and he's got to make that decision and make an accurate throw or it's punt team, punt team, punt team, and you're going three and out, fans are booing, and that's why we got teams who have had the records that they have because they don't have a quarterback that can make that hot read with the blitzes on third down being the way they are. Well, I don't know who you think you're talking to, big fella, but just look at here. That's why we watch films. But <laughs> well, you understand, man. I, I'm, this is why we watch the films and 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 and, 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 and spend the time we do in the meetings room, going over schemes and going over also the probabilities of them going into that zone blitz. And on on a third and long is a is is a high percentile. If I know that and I see that on a frequent basis in the meeting rooms and at practice, I should have that coached up and 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 in my mind already cinched up. So as my as as a center or guard, I can make the call to so we can get this thing blocked up. And the quarterback needs to know which where which and where the hot read going to come from. And you know where your you know where your safety is at all times. Everybody need to communicate and say, that's my trick. That's my trick. I don't know what y'all did down there in, uh, in, in Cleveland, hey, but hey, in hey, Dallas, hey, we call I'm, I'm keeping I'm keeping my pants up, big fella. And, and I ain't got my panties in the bunch. I'm just letting you know that we can get it blocked up, big fella. Now, um, let's let's move forward and, uh, and uh, tell me 
about uh, if you were GM, how how and what do we do uh, if there's a lockout uh, here? And I mean, do we have the draft? Do we push back uh, the mini camps? Do uh, are we going to start the season late and go into March, like you said? What in the heck is about to happen here with the NFL? Uh, oh, I also know. That we have a possible, uh, uh, we can extend our our deadline from Thursday to another month or two, uh, and I'm not sure if the the union is going to buy into that to push the to push this back because this this gives them some more leverage as the owners to uh, to to have also their mini camps and and things that they got the OTAs the offseason tra- training uh situations they have for the for the up uh, up and coming free agents and also to bring in those acquisitions with free agencies come in so uh are are you think do you think that the union is going to buy that coach Al Gross well, they they have, they wouldn't want to. They don't want to be locked out, and that's what they're fighting for: is not to be locked out. The lockout okay. is in the hands of the owners. They can't extend the extend the, the deadline uh, and both sign off on it to say, "Okay, we're going to keep negotiating." But I can't see where anybody would would go into a negotiation process without and sign any kind of a deal. Uh, without knowing what the when the what the when the draft is, if there is a draft, because if you decertify the union, the draft is illegal. If the court upholds the fact that the owners cannot lock, uh, you know, if the lockout goes through, you can't have a draft because you don't have an agreement on what to pay the players and, and so forth. So uh, they can extend it, but the the fact of the matter is, is nothing will happen. That's why you see a lot of teams releasing players before Thursday. That's why you see certain players signing extensions and doing everything they can before this lockout happens so that they fall into the under the present collective bargaining agreement. Their, their money is secure. Their position is secure from the team standpoint and the player standpoint because after there is the March 3rd and there is no extension, everything stops. You won't have a draft. All the drafts will have to happen uh, after they resume and sign a deal. Then we'll have to have the draft. We'll have to sign free agents. Teams will make trades, trade up and trade down on the draft. Uh, you'll have a lot of rookies who have gone through the combine and stuff sitting around where they normally would be working out with teams, learning the plays. Uh, football is not like other games. And like unlike the last work stoppage in 87, which happens after the third game, we had training camp. We negotiated during this during the negotiation period. We couldn't get a deal done, so we walked out. The owners locked us out uh, uh, to go back. Well, they locked us out after the third game. They brought in the scab players, and um, you were able to resume after the three week period where they where we went back to work without a uh, without a deal. Uh, they were able to do that in '87, but this won't happen because there will be no training camp. You got to get players in camp working together for a few weeks. You can't just throw us out there, uh, rookies, new free agents in today's modern football, and have a team look like something when you haven't had two weeks to prepare, get guys in shape, 
and so forth. Yeah, you got to put a good product out there, and that's the bottom line. And you know. Uh, Man, you know what, man? I I don't know about you, man, but I I'm used to having the draft. We have draft parties around here, and we have draft all kind of draft stuff going on when the when the rookies come in, and 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 uh, you know I, I'm invited to a lot of lot of events around the the mini camps and things to see our new to look at the the new guys that come in and uh, here 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 with the Arizona Cardinals and uh, the the buzz and the excitement about about all these new people. It is it's, it's a wonderful thing so uh, a lot of uh, my NFL stuff that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm normally used to uh, uh, having on a yearly basis is uh, you telling me it's about to come to an end huh big fellow yeah they're getting ready to lock you out too DK wow <laughs> wow wow <laughs> and, and, and you know the sad part is that the communities if this thing spills over into missing the few first few few games or uh, whatever we may have a shortened ten game season, we may have a thirteen game season. We don't really know how long this is going to drag on. When you're talking about a billion, billions of dollars uh, being negotiated back and forth, there's give and take. Uh, nobody's, everybody wants the ideal package, but nobody's going to get the ideal package. Uh, where do we right. make concessions and get this thing going? Right, uh, right. It's a good thing we do have a federal mediator. But just like uh, in any fight, if somebody doesn't want to cooperate with the rules, you, the referee, is not going to be worth a hell of beans if a guy starts fighting dirty and there's nothing the referee can really do to him. It's not binding. Uh, it could all shut down and, and come to a stop like it did before, or it could keep going, which I hope it does. It you keeps man, going. You tell me this. Oh, get this thing done. Hey, Coach, are we in a, a, a gunfight with a butter knife here as far as the, the players are concerned? No, no, not <laughs> at all. No, not at all because, uh, you know, they, the, you know, what I like about what the players did is they went and got a guy who is not a former National Football League player like Gene Upshaw. Uh, you know, nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with having players. Well, I don't think we're, we're in a position of people, weakness at all, Coach. I don't think we're in a position of weakness at all, and I think we're going to we, we're in a really good position. And uh, also by decertification, it gives us an, uh, another form of control. But when we come back after these messages, I want to go into some collegiate combine stuff and and some free agent acquisitions. We'll be right back after these messages, baby. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. 
and it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1 888 346 9144. 1 888 Big fella, how you doing over there, man? This is it's a crying shame. I don't get to see you today, bitch. You called in, and I got to be grateful that you called in, big fella, because, uh, man, show sure miss you on this end, big fella. Well, don't worry. I'm coming over to your house after this. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss me that much, I'm going to come over and, hey. and eat dinner with you tonight. Hey, you know what happens right there? I get put a wrench in your hand and put you to work, big fella, because we, we, <laughs> we got to get a toilet fixed over there. You You up for that? Hey man, you know if it's for, if my, for my homeboy, you know I'm not able to do anything. Oh uh, now, uh, you know what? Never mind, man. I, I do my own plumbing. I got, um, I got, I do my own plumbing, and uh, uh, never mind. We're gonna move on because I'm about to go south anything on that one. Anything for the electrical. <laughs> anything for the electrical. I'm, uh, I can put my hands in there and get busy. I hear you, man. Well, you know, we 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 beat this dead horse with uh with the, the about the CBA and I think we I think you gave our listeners a lot of knowledge about what's to come uh here this Thursday with the uh, the um, uh the lockout being imminent uh in 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 the case that we may have a decertification this then the lockout may not occur. We may have uh we may have an extension as well that may occur that uh, if the owners uh, agree to a, an extension with the Players Association, we may have a situation where we don't lock out and uh, and they can't lock the guys out and or and or employees and uh, uh, and and uh, all the all the people that's associated with the uh, the NFL ball clubs. Well, I'd like to move forward with the uh, with the with the NFL combine and we had some some things that occurred hey i just answer this question man does it bother you as it does the national media that uh, uh cam newton refers to himself as a third person or is he being a little too flamboyant with that what's your thoughts on that sir no that's just they're just nitpicking and looking for anything bo jackson used to always talk about himself prime time it goes back for years and years and years. It just to me, it shows a little bit of confidence. But uh, Cam Newton uh, had some mixed reviews. Uh, they said some of the 
some of the things that I saw is that his uh, certain pass patterns, they made a big deal out of certain his out pass routes, which he's not accustomed to throwing from a five-step drop and throwing the out. Uh, that's right now. We're in February. But, right, uh, right. Once this guy gets under center with the team and so you know, that's a lot of that's re- with timing with different reworking with different receivers for a quarterback. Right. Once he gets under center, I think he'll be fine. And uh, with the amount of teams, I think I counted nine out of the first 15 teams either have a pressing need or a, a need for a, to bring in a younger quarterback and help the, the present quarterback who may or may not be there because of injury or leaving the team. We got nine out of 15 teams needing a quarterback. I think uh, Cam Newton will be fine. He'll be in the top uh, ten picks because yeah. there's such a good need. There's such a big need for quarterbacks. Yes, there is. There's a healthy need for the, uh, for quarterbacks in the NFL this year, and uh, I think he's going to be a definite top top ten pick, and that puts him right in the money making machine uh, uh, right there at the top. But you know, I. I <laughs> How are these guys going to pick, man? Is 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 it need or is it just uh they're just going to pick the best guy on the board? Like say for instance, the uh, uh, Oakland Raiders. Al Davis will pick a guy because he's the best athlete on the board, opposed to need. They have a need. Uh, they need to fill at both the quarterback position and uh, some offensive line need to be replaced on there. How is a team like that going to approach the draft? Well, Al Davis has been uh, known for <laughs> if you're a Heisman Trophy winner, you probably he's probably going to end up taking <laughs> Cam Newton or if he or the guy from Alabama, the running back uh, from from Alabama uh, in the draft. Because I beg to differ. Him. I beg to differ. You know why? For me, not going to get the guy from Alabama. Because <laughs> he's he, already got McFadden. In. <laughs> no, you know why? What, what happens is that guy he ran a forty, he ran a four, he ran a four five, a four six, and a forty. He, he likes speed guys. But uh, Emmitt Smith wasn't a blazing didn't didn't have blazing speed either coming out, and that's who they uh, they 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 patterned him after Emmitt Smith. Now something else about them stats, he had the fastest. 10 yards split in the first, first 10 yards, big fella, and not coming out of the backfield. You may not have that fifth gear, but that first gear going from 0 to 60 is a big thing when you're an offensive running, when you're running back. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a little bit, drink a little bit of that Kool-Aid, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> but back to your question, back to your question about uh, the need versus in a draft, What's what's good about the league because of 1987 and the free agency that it that it opened up is that now as a team you can go out and get veteran free agents because with the salary cap you see all these veteran players being dumped because they're making these big contracts and the team they may have had a couple of injuries and the team does not want to pay them or they're not of value to the team so there's a lot of guys getting dropped right now. As a as a GM and as an owner, I can have a need and not have to draft for that need and get the best player to fill another spot, and then go out and get a free agent to plug in that need uh, as, from a veteran's standpoint. Whereas in the past, 
when there was no free agency, you had to strictly go by the draft, and it's just a matter of philosophy. Some teams want to do everything and fill holes through the draft, and other teams go by free agency. Yeah, you know, and I look at that with collegiate, uh, the collegiate uh, teams that that fills their roster with a whole lot of those uh, those junior college transfers, and then I look at uh, how they they uh, go after those freshmen, and 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 then it's just a matter of filling those free agencies uh, with those veterans, uh, with some of those needs with veterans, opposed to you know just going going after that. Uh, 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 the draft and getting some fresh new guys that's that's hungry. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and another thing, DK, that guys are doing, and we're seeing it happen. With, we've always seen it happen with baseball, but we're seeing it happen uh, with the Albert Pujols case. We're seeing it happen with LeBron James. We've seen it happen with Carmelo Anthony. These team, these players, are now not signing extensions to say it's the same ball club. So I'm not. There's no more loyalty from the player's standpoint. Just like there's not a lot of loyalty from the owner's standpoint. Well, they'll release you out of drop of a hat. But these players are not re-upping with their current teams, and they're choosing to go into the open market and choose and select what team they want to play for in the next year. And we've seen guys turn down extensions and play out their contracts. Uh, and uh, that's what you're going to start to see, too. Uh, players exercise their freedom to go play wherever they want to play and not get stuck with the same city just because you've been drafted there and played there as a rookie. Yeah, you know what, Coach Al Gross, I had a situation that happened with me when I was uh, when I was with the Cowboys. I had a guy that was drafted uh, high to take my position, and uh, he was supposed to be my my uh, my predecessor. And uh, he wound up not being able to block the sun out of his eyes, and and uh, he was making millions, and I was getting chump change. I was pretty pissed off that I this guy was bringing me my great Gatorade when I come off the field, and and he's getting paid an awful lot of money to bring me my Gatorade and and bring me a towel while I'm man what what is the what's what is the league coming to bro well that's why they're fighting so hard for the rookie salary wage cap scale uh however you want to put it so that uh the league standpoint is we don't want to have to pay these rookies and the union standpoint is okay we we'll, we'll work with you. It's not right that a young guy should come in because he's drafted on potential out of college, that he should be paid more, much more than the guy who spent years in the trenches. So they're going to rectify that. But the trade-off is, are you going to pay the players based on incentives? And uh, that remains to be seen whether the owners are going to agree to pay in- incentives. Their well, standpoint is we just want to slash it down to a certain level and that's it. But the players' union is saying, okay, well, these players need to be able to make the same kind of money if they perform. And if they don't perform, uh, you know, then you don't get paid. And that also has a diff- makes a difference on if I've got a wage scale based on incentives, uh, I can go out and get me a project player that's going to take a couple years to get going because I know I won't have to pay him that $25, $30 million signing bonus up front. I can just give him the wage skill, and his incentives won't kick in until he plays, and I save a lot of money that way. Whereas okay. now, you pay him a whole lot of money, 
you might want to trade that pick away to save yourself some money. Right. Now, you know, we have a, a, a rich draft coming up here with old linemen and D linemen coming in this, uh, this, this draft. Um, uh, when we come back after these messages, I would like to discuss with you, Coach Al Gross, what in the heck is going on, big fella, with all these old line and D line coming out in the 2011 draft. Come back now. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we some hard hitters we some hard hitters hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show your hosts are nfl veterans mark mcmillan and co-host byron evans it's an hour of hater free radio every week You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and Coach Al Gross. Coach, you know, uh, we, we talked a lot about the CBA and the upcoming draft, and we got a, a lot of things we covered about the CBA. We beat that dead horse to death today. And, uh, you know, with the, with the lockout being imminent and, and, uh, possible decertification and or an extension of, of, uh, of the deadline, we, you know, just a lot of issues surrounding the CBA. And, and man, I just wish all, everybody could just all get along and, um, be 
billionaires fighting millionaires and and, and everybody agreed to agree to uh, make a whole lot of money and have fun doing it. Well, you know, with all our worldly things going on and around the world, with with the stuff going on in Libya and 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 uh, and in uh, and, and Iran, Iraq, and and uh, Afghan, we you know we play. You got to remember that it's just a game and in our and for our entertainment. But uh, we have lives surrounding this that uh, people make a living doing these things and and make a pretty good darn living uh, doing this. So you know. Here in America, we spoiled. We are spoiled rotten. And, uh, we, uh, we love our sports. We love our entertainment, edutainment, as you want to call it. But we, the show must go on and they, these, they gotta come to a resolution with this thing so we can get on with our edutainment life. <laughs> Well, Coach, what do you have for me on this last segment? We have a uh, a, a, a wrap up here of 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 the CBA. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Well, we're not uh, talking about the CBA no more. Let's talk about some of the guys who stood out at the draft uh, over the last few days. Uh, is uh, we saw uh, one person, Julio Jones uh, from Alabama, run a four uh, four three nine. 40, he he broad jumped from a standing position 11 feet 3 inches, which is off the charts. He is a, a, a receiver that I liked uh, at Alabama uh, as a rookie, as a freshman, so excuse me, and he showed well as a freshman, and I think he is a your next all-pro wide receiver. If he hooks up with a good quarterback on a good team, you're looking at somebody who's your next superstar. I mean, you mean to tell me you taking that guy, uh, Julio Jones, over A.J. Green out of Georgia? He's 6'4", yes, 211. You yes, got to be out your mind. That man, this man is a beast. Well, the stats on the stats at the Combine say that this guy, he may have had a better quarterback in college, but I like Julio Jones after the catch and so forth and so on. He could be better than Des Bryant, who went to the Cowboys and had a pretty good season. Now, I'm going back to your statement before you trapped up about these offensive and defensive linemen <laughs> that are coming out. And they are, the kids now, are much better trained in college. They're bigger, they're stronger, and they're faster than ever before. And with the combine training and the nutrition that these players go under before the draft and after they come out, We've got a serious influx of, of, of beef in the trenches, which is going to make this game faster, more aggressive, and uh, that is why we have moved to the safety uh, factors. Uh, it's important that these safety factors go into place and that these players are taken care of after because you can only play an average of three years, and then there's a lot of injuries and players have to be ready to know that uh, these players are getting bigger and faster. We're going to have more quarterbacks getting hurt, more injuries, and we're going to need a bigger roster for this 18-game schedule that's coming up. You know, Coach, I be, I'm looking at uh, 
the NFL from a different standpoint right now because I, I, I truly believe it's starting to be a passing league and uh, where it is getting further and further away from the running game and the, the more successful teams are having uh, that go deep into the playoffs have a have a decent running game and uh, it is proven time and time again that uh, the the people that with the good uh, the teams that had does have a good running game or an excellent running game goes deep into the playoff into the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts, Coach, about this thing turning into a passing league? Are we getting uh, our Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity uh, uh, with the with the NFL playing this passing league? Well, yeah, because you it's getting harder and harder each year with the different uh, defenses and the improvements in the size of the player. They just say, I'm going to line up and run the ball down your throat. You really can't do that in today's game. You have to have a balance. You have to spread people out. And if you trace the last few years, we both love the running game and controlling the clock by playing good defense. But the teams who seem to be winning the Super Bowl, the Saints and some of the other teams, are throwing the ball a lot, and they're running just enough to keep you off balance. And they're looking on defense at being able to attack the quarterback. That's why the pass-rushing defensive lineman is a premium, is at a premium, and your offensive tackles, especially on the left side, are becoming at a premium because if you can't keep that edge cleaned up from the offensive side or you cannot put pressure on the passer to make these guys throw earlier than they want to or knock them down, you're going to get beat. Yeah, you know, that that is so true because uh, this is where our high collisions are coming in at uh, on this uh, all these passes and, and in the defensive backfield. This, these are where our major and big collisions are taking place in the, within the passing game where you have a guy that's that's being covered and he, he travels uh, 20, 30 yards to make that collision with a guy that's extending his body in a, in a, in a, in a helpless situation. So this is... Uh, what we're trying to protect our players from and you know with a uh, couple with our players wearing their proper equipment wearing the equipment properly is the right verbiage I'm trying to communicate to you is you know I see guys with the helmets loose and then the chin chin strap not tight and I also see that they have the 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 floozy little bitty uh, uh chin strap that doesn't uh doesn't secure the helmet to the to your head uh, uh firmly so you can be protected in 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 a, in a in a good fashionable safe manner so you know coach it's time for you to do your plugs I know you got that hitman sports give it to me big fella well, we have Hitman Sports Training, www.hitmansportstraining.com, and we're just basically concentrating on starting our youth camp series coming up in the next couple months and just doing uh, personal training. Wonderful. Hey, we have, uh, on my end, I have uh, a blueprinteducation.com uh, with uh, Kids at Hope Central is my location. I'm the school counselor there. Uh, uh, take a look at Blueprint Education at Kids at Hope Central, uh, dot, uh, dot com and check that out, along with ProEdgePerformance.com, where you can go get your DK workout out in Chandler, Arizona, off of 56 in Oakland. Oakland. All right, you know, 
We want to wrap this up, big fella, and say goodbye to our listeners. But we want you back next week, long and strong, to get it on. And hopefully we don't have a lockout come Thursday with the NFL from under the helmet with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. See you next week, baby. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.